Yo, it's the two Jew crew, robbing you, Seth. Run your mouth, express yourself. Voicing our concerns and relieving your stress. And yeah, we do this shit for free, but you can pay in respect. Steady dropping knowledge and the issues are fresh. Yeah, the show is live, but we do it to death, most death. You know that no one does it better than us. But don't listen with your kids, cause we're likely to cuss. Weighing in on some dope topics. Lend an ear while we talk our shit. Cause you know we bound to be so profound. Make you think a little when we push it down. Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind. Laugh your ass off, baby, have a good time. Robin Youssef, yeah, we something sublime. Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our minds. Break up, run your mouth. Everybody, welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. One of our listeners stepped it up big time. They heeded our call. We put out the request for porches. We said no episodes are going out this summer unless our fans step it up, invite us to their homes with porches. And uh, we are witnessing firsthand what the money creating the robots that are going to destroy the world will buy you. (laughs) (laughs) And so on that note, note, we're here with Max Sklar. Introduce yourself, Max. Uh, hello, I am Max Sklar. I am a machine learning engineer at Foursquare. I also have a podcast. It's called The Local Maximum, where we talk about tech stuff. Um, and um, this is uh, this is my home, or at least this is my building's. You know, it's not really a porch. It's more of like an outdoor space. It's but, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. And did you respect the the Jewiness? He got his plug in right away. Yeah, that was right great. Right away. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was fantastic. And then to my right, I have um, Enterprise Worker. I'm not allowed to say that. Oh, my bad. I'll edit that out. I that's, have, a, that's a different person. You know, <laughs> when I'm on the mic, I'm somebody else. No, I'll, I'll, straight up, I'll straight up edit that out. You're listening um, to Joseph Roberts. And then to my right, I have none other than our residential happiness expert, previous homeless living comedian, Joseph Roberts. Say hello to the fans, Joseph Roberts. Hello, fans. I am the uh, funniest comedian that you can see in New York City for free. There you so go. come that- on by the Creek in the Cave every Monday night at 10. How do you like that for Jewiness? Oh, that's true. Right. You got your own show now, right? Own weekly show. Come by anytime. We got $4 margaritas and free beers. Top that, motherfucker. And if you've never seen the Creek in the Cave, it's a fun venue. You got pinball down in the basement. You've got upstairs tacos and other shit. And then there's always a fun show going on, one of which Joseph Roberts hosts on a weekly basis. Now I can guarantee you that the Monday nights are without a doubt be the packed. best night. Are you kidding me? After my 300 fans with porches hear that call? Porch fans beware. Awesome. Alright. So we do have um, Max Sklar here who's a very much so an expert in technology. I don't know. How would you describe your expertise? Well, I don't... Well, so I guess my like focus as a software engineer is machine learning and I would say that I'm a more hands-on person so like some people are more on the research side, you know, you, you talk about, I'm not going to get into like the list of names of all the top researchers, but I sort of use this technology to try to build great products. So like, for example, well, the favorite thing, my favorite thing I've ever done was, was build the Foursquare recommendation engine, which is like, okay, I'm going to spend three years of my life trying to uh, write an algorithm to find the best restaurants and places and areas and so now i don't whether it's commercially successful or not now i have that system i could use it wherever i go so i built it for myself 
Very cool. In terms of using that recommendation software, yeah. did you get a budget to actually scope things out yourself? Like, were you able to go to your boss like, hey, I have to physically go check out this restaurant tonight. I need I need some cash. And for my girlfriend, too, we got to, like, figure out if it's actually a good dating spot to recommend. I tried. I tried. But, they but didn't, uh, that didn't work. Well, a little bit. I mean, we got, you know, we got a few, like, Cause that's a great- exploration budget, like a few team lunches and stuff like that, where it's like, right. okay, we're doing team lunch, so might as well, uh, you know... Uh, fire up the app and uh, see what Foursquare tells us to go. Right, because no, but because the other side of that would go. Listen, I've got every single place on this block ranked, ready to go. I got one thing that really doesn't fit into my algorithm. We need to actually show up in person and kind of see what it is. And or like, I I would do that myself. I didn't have like sanction from the company to do it. So you, but, I mean, I, would you use a corporate card up for it? I hope you know. No, no, I, oh, I you would just, would just go. go myself. Well, some of it was that was, was free. the passion you had yeah. for showing, like, actually having a software that worked. And so, for example, in, in 2012, uh, we were building something called Trending, and it was taken out of the app. But now we're thinking about putting it back in. We have, like, a, a labs project to do, to do this kind of thing. Are you familiar with this shit but at all? Anyway. Yeah, of course. I eat food. <laughs> yeah. So, so Foursquare had a, uh, had a, well, had a had a feature called trending, and it was like, where are the people now? So Foursquare had you know, and Swarm now people check in and they tell their friends where they are, or whatever. And so like you could see how many people are at a different place. And so I wrote an algorithm to try to figure out what are the unusually busy places right now. And so I was building this in 2010, trying to like or 2012, not 2010. Doesn't that become to, a problem where you're flooding the already packed place, or where people like me who are nervous Jews go, oh, the place is packed, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, it's people have probably asked a thousand times like you know okay tell me the places i shouldn't go because it's too crowded but it turns out that once you actually build that nobody really wants it but <laughs> anyway hey, let me know where no one wants to be yeah no but uh I, what i would do is i would like wake up on the weekends on like saturday you sunday morning for like there are women here <laughs> like if you're <laughs> no, going out and getting laid like, would would be, add, like tell you like there are or aren't women at that bar there's a lot of laws concern. against that <laughs> I don't know how many laws. I don't know if there are any laws, but there's a lot of concern about creepiness, especially when people are sharing their location. Right. Yeah. You know, there's always a talk, especially when we were focused on this in the office of like, is that creepy? Should we build that? Is that creepy? And so that would probably be yes. Yeah. <laughs> but my, I, in, it, people see, in Turkey use yeah. Foursquare Swarm as like a dating app, I heard. so. The fact like, that it's called Swarm sounds creepy, too. <laughs> really? Why? Yeah. How so? Yeah, cause, like, because you swarm some, like uh, me and uh, Robbie here would swarm a uh, thing we're going to attack and eat, like maybe a small pig. Yeah. Like I, swarm uh, has a negative connotation of like you're going to swarm something and dominate it. Like I, a locust. Like yeah, in fact, the you, four square users. You, like you, we check it. You check in, and then you every, turned my nice it's like a swarm idea of bees. Yeah, you turned my nice idea of just trying to figure out where women are really rapey. I'm not gonna lie, Max. Now four right. square. I never thought about it that way. Did you land on the name because you should have four square meals a day? No, that was um, <laughs> our founder Dennis Crowley. His old company was called Dodgeball. And he kind of built this thing. So he just names everything after a child's game. Exactly. Like yeah. Red Rover. Pretty much. Taken. Yeah. And so he, his original company was called Dodgeball. And it was like, people would say their location by text. Except this was like in 2005. So you had to like text with your flip phone. Right. And it was, uh, I, I can't imagine how painstaking that would be. And then Google bought it. Google shut it down. He leaves Google. <laughs> and then he starts Foursquare. So there the swarm go. feature is essentially if you're a person and you want to know what like uh, yeah I guess just don't put your mouth on it or just have it you can just have it um, 
let me take Robbie's uh, afraid huge. to swap spit with me. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, a huge German. Can, can I drink some first and then you can just have ah! the rest? Oh, it's exploding. The yeah. microphone. Did you get that microphone? What? <laughs> yeah, That's, everything's soaking wet. That's oh, actually yeah. a gas digital microphone. Here, we can wipe it off. My, oh, it's not soaking wet. I mean, he was lying. It's yeah, perfectly yeah. dry and in exactly <laughs> the same condition it was handed to me. How dare you say such functional equipment is soaking wet while on loan to me, Joseph no, Roberts? It really, it really did miss me. It, it no, missed no. my hand completely. So the, the idea of the swarm feature is you get to find out this place is hopping. And so if you're sitting at home and you're trying to figure out what bar to go to, it makes the recommendation, these are the places that are active tonight, and then you know, yeah, hey, Well, that's we used to have go. that. We're thinking about bringing it back. But that's, that's what we had uh, back in the day. And I used to use it like... I used to check it on the weekends and go to those places like just to make sure the app was functioning. Yeah, correctly. like I'd go, I'd be like, okay, there's like, I was living in Manhattan and there'd be a place in Brooklyn that was hopping. I'd be like, all right, I'll get in the train, see what happens. I'd be like, this huge street fair going on. I'd be like, yes, it works. <coughs> like I actually did that. It was kind of fun. No, that's I a fun felt moment. Like it was like uh, you felt creeping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like seeing uh, your child go off to college. A little bit and work. Not like and show work. up and it's like, like it's like seeing a child take over the company business. Yeah, very cool. Or not. <laughs> so the first tech issue that I wanted to bring up was there was big news this week that Google was being fined in Europe. I, I'm not sure specifically who was finding them. Maybe the European Union as a whole finds people. I, I didn't catch that part of the story. Uh, but basically, they were being fined. I think the dollar figure was either four or five billion dollars. Pocket change for them. Yeah, it is pocket change for them. Uh, and what they are being basically what they're being fined for is that the um, Android app or the Android like system is what like the most used system. And if you're using the Android system, which I think is Google owned and operated and right. free, it comes preloaded with free apps. Which I guess includes Google Chrome. That's like suing Tom for making him be your friend on MySpace. Go fuck yourself. Delete him. <laughs> Go right. fuck yourself with your billions of dollars. Give those billions to me. Well, but here's what's interesting. Human beings, we don't like making decisions. And so, like, if you just basically have the status quo being opting in, that you have to, like, actively do something to opt out, you're forcing people to make a conscious decision. Hey, I don't want Google Chrome on my phone, or I don't want to use Gmail. Like, in other words, if it's already there and it's status quo, it's very easy to go, oh, I don't need to make a decision about it. It's here. I don't know. I right. tell you, we're totally designed from the first computer we got to delete all that bullshit on there to begin with. How Everything is this different from, like, Apple Maps on Apple, and then you have to download Google Maps? Exactly. So Apple Maps sucks. <laughs> so it sounds to me like it's exactly the same thing. It also sounds to me like this is very similar to the... Uh, uh, the same Hitler anti-monopoly thing <laughs> they call it antitrust is like when you're breaking up monopolies right or is that yeah. different yeah well, yeah antitrust is like supposedly for monopolies but uh, it seems like it's not actually used yeah. for that of yeah, course yeah, yeah. not it's the government yeah. so anyways out in Europe they're finding Google five billion dollars because they're saying that this is non-competitive third-party apps can't compete that these come already loaded on your phone so first and foremost like I think 85% of like the cell phone market is Apple products so it's hard to say that this is a monopoly I also we did a newsroom about this but like when they were claiming a monopoly not even the dominant player what you mean not Google or in the smartphone Android is not even the dominant well it is slightly dominant maybe in some in some countries but a Apple I don't know it's like 50 50 it's not well, those it's not like 90-10. Those commercials back in the day, God, that little android was so adorable. Remember that green guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he used had to, like, a help he used a to lot. fly around? 
Yeah, he'd fucking come up. That had to help with the Japanese, you know? <laughs> they <laughs> the love Japanese that love shit. The little yeah. flying around things. So, I, to me, firstly, it's just, it's lunacy. Anytime, you don't need to have a smartphone. So to say that there's a monopoly, anything smartphone related is already ridiculous to me. Then the fact that they're the minority of the market makes it additionally ridiculous. And so what I was thinking when I read that, so I don't know, you're the tech guy. So firstly, is do you think that there's any legitimacy to the claim that this is an infringement of monopoly and it's not giving people enough choice? Well, I don't think. Well, I'm not going to answer as a tech guy because I don't. Um, you it's know, not your department. I, well, no, because I don't think. I think it's more of a question of. It's more of a question of politics and economics type of a thing. But no, I mean, like, it's. I, I read uh, that you know when the U.S. government was asking, you know, was was going after Microsoft. This was, I think, back in 2000. They were saying that Microsoft is uh, is a well, they said with monopoly what, what, because of Internet Explorer, Inter <laughs> which I hate. Internet Explorer came with Windows. Yeah, nothing will get you viruses quicker if you're watching a lot of porn than Internet Explorer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have you flashbacks know, from my, my old from the website. viruses from the porn you got. No, <laughs> well, that too. But also yeah. uh, when I was trying to like program for IE6 and JavaScript, there's just nothing. Just works. how much? You know what? I, this but, is to me. But, the, but, yeah, yeah can I just finish my point. Like. So there were people who were saying, like, that, that wanted to pass a law that said you had to charge at least $10 for a, a browser at the time. That was like a serious proposal that, that someone was making. And that the browser can't be free. Yeah, yeah, because the fact that you're making a free browser Isn't that a, like is, a ridiculous concept that government is helping you out by making sure a product's not free? Yeah. Yeah, like a company wants to give you something for free, and government's like, no, 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 we can't have that. And what's worse, they're like, oh, Microsoft's going to be dominant in this thing. They never actually got to Microsoft, but in the end, you know, Microsoft they, they didn't was have a monopoly. Anyways. Yeah, of yeah. course not. It's I clear. mean, they're fine as a company, but they're, you know, they they're didn't not dominate the, the browser player. wars. Yeah. Well, the mar the free market kind of just handled it. You know, Internet Explorer sucked. Mozilla and all those cool ones took over came which is proof of the like concept people, that there's an opportunity to compete specifically in the tech space we see the way players come out of oh nowhere yeah. and just take over so the concept that like good technology can't come around and be available is just insane I so think, yeah I, I think one thing that i can say is uh, one thing that people don't understand they don't have a good intuition about is that a, a lot of the times these big companies like microsoft like when you come out with something like internet explorer they're so big and lumbering that they're very they have a very difficult time, you know, updating it and adding new features and making it faster. They just I mean, have it's so many people. Big. Yeah, they have so many. They have a diseconomy of scale. Right. And so sometimes you can come in as a small focused player to be like, well, I'm going to focus on speed or I'm going to focus a better on something product. else. And you, you can because win. Because less people use it. Yeah. That's interesting. So I was thinking this when I heard that you again again. When I, when I heard Europe was doing that to them, I was like, oh, this sounds like some European bullshit for, like, <laughs> anti-competition or, like, the, it's just government trying to wrangle control over, like, industries that it doesn't have control over. And then I read an interesting article today in Week magazine, which was basically saying this should be viewed as a form of sanction, that you have a U.S. company that's being successful and it seems like they just want to create more opportunity for, like, basically local companies to have an in on competition, which is no different than, like, you know, the sanctions that everyone's upset about, which I thought was interesting and fair. Sanctions are tariffs. It's the same concept. Yeah. yeah. I feel like sanctions are more like, yeah, I meant we're going to punish you. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And tariffs I meant are more like, 
yes, we're punishing you, but it's it's just our policy. It's a premium. So we gotta make our dollar <laughs> worth, baby. You're right. I meant I meant tariffs. Thanks for the uh, thank you for the correction on that. Okay, so next te um, tech story that I wanted to highlight from this week, while I have our tech expert with us. Hey, wait, really quick, I wanna yeah. I wanna yeah. tell you about one that I thought of while we were podcasting. Oh, go for it. Did you hear that the uh, facial recognition technology has actually been uh, beat by uh, Juggalo face paint? Oh, interesting. The way Juggalo face paint is. The way it comes under the chin, gives you eyes and eyebrows, it fucks up the facial recognition because it picks, it hits all the points that uh, the technology hits on on your face. So if you want to bypass the tech, yep. just dress like a ju juggalo. Just paint it up. And you're good to go. Paint it up. That's a good stat. Kids out there, if you're listening to our show and looking to commit crimes and you don't want your face registered oh, or whatever no. the... What? No, don't do it as a juggalo. We have a bad enough image. Don't do that shit, But kids. that's the only way you're going to be able to get away with crimes now. Well, that's what the jugglers are finally doing for the world. People thought that they were just a waste of space. God damn it. <laughs> and then they came around and they cracked the software code for how you can go unrecognized <laughs> in your life of crime. Fuck. Hold on. Can you just explain what this is? Oh, that's... Uh, <laughs> facial recognition technology? No, like no, no. <laughs> I mean, what, what's on your... What are you talking about that's on your phone? Oh, um... It's a certain type of so face juggalos paint. are like, like a, a fragment of society that are like kind of like the lowest of the low. No, I'm kidding. I'm just fucking with no, Joseph. No, they're Roberts. like the uh, he's a the fan dead of the heads band. of our of our time. You know, they go, they, yeah. they travel around following their band, taking acid. Um, and they basically they dress like. Um, sometimes have you, have they you ever heard of the insane clown posse? No, no, because you, you're an educated human being. I get it. <laughs> I still don't get. You've it. done bigger things with your life. Um, it's basically they have some wicked clown paint that okay. Uh, puts black on where the facial recognition points need to be. So but was that the original purpose of this, or is this... No, no, it was originally just to look like an evil clown. Uh, okay. And now it's uh, has much more benefits, uh, apparently. By the right. way, is that one of the uh, smoked honey vapes? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, those things are so good. Why, are they, po they uh, sponsor? No, they were not a sponsor of me, but those things are just, they're great. Um, yeah, they're really good. I like how you can uh, suck on them without having to press a button. Yes. It's like a totally seamless. I'm going to mail it to my dad. That shit, he's, uh, I, my experience with him, it can almost get you two stone because like, it's just so seamless. The draw, I, I find. But it's like, a, it's a pleasant high. All I right. ain't never been two stoned. What, in your whole life? Come on, that can't be true. Mm -hmm. I've eaten some edibles that fucking. Edibles don't even get me there, bro. All right, need a, you're a better man than I am. Put them in my ass. I, I mean, I've tripped balls on edibles to the point where it's like, I once took an edible, I was going to a concert, I was sitting on a train, and I was like, I think I just need to take this train home. Like, you should take some acid, man. Acid. I've never done acid. Well, acid, you should take a tiny little bit of acid. Have you done acid? Uh, no. I heard that's a big thing in the tech Yeah, world. I heard the techies are like way into hallucinogens. <laughs> yeah, I don't get invited to those techie <laughs> parties. I get you're it. You're on I, the other side of tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the tech guy who like... No, I have need, to wake up and figure things out. Right, we're like, <laughs> we need this guy to actually get the work done. So we're going to do the acid, have some big ideas, pretend like we're working. But don't worry, we got Max to, to work with all the actual shit. Would you ever be I, open to it? Uh... No, no, I could. Uh, Is that just I, your, uh, I don't public? need. I have enough issues. I don't need that. But I, you know, our company drug policy. I, I, I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, our company drug policy was, if you're arrested for drug use on company policy, you mean on, on company premises, and you don't tell your manager, then you're fired. But in that any, was the, that was the but thing. But in any other case, it's not something they're concerned about. It was you're an adult. No. If you show up to work and you're not fucking off, we're not firing you. Go do whatever drugs you got to do with your weekend. 
It's all. I'm good. sure people do. I don't. I Imagine don't. I don't get involved with my coworkers. Right. Imagine a life. programmer getting uh, fired for steroids. Wait, who was programmers? Yeah, be like, come on in here, buddy. Well, we have all. We have our, our version is just coffee all the time and there you go. Red Bull. Right. That's, see, that's where you replace it. You take a tiny little sliver of acid and you go out and take so much Red Bull. Oh, well, that caffeine's bad for I you. I don't man. know if I should. Uh, Why do you I think would, caffeine's bad for you? What, what because I had a bunch of caffeine, bunch of caffeine every day. I was addicted to it. Right. Uh, and whenever I wiped my butt, it would bleed. And you, you see, after 9 11, I didn't shit for seven days. Is that like hemorrhoids? It wasn't. There are no hemorrhoids there. It's just like my asshole is made of uh, silk paper. You have a weak <laughs> asshole. Tissue paper. You have a weak asshole. And I stopped <laughs> drinking soda and uh, it got a little better. What really fixed it was the bidet. Bidet just cleaned my asshole. I never wipe or wash my hands. You have a bidet? I have a bidet now. You don't got that's a bidet? I'm surprised. Nope. I'm surprised this place don't come with one. You should get nope. one. Nope. I fun facts from Joseph it's, Roberts. It's uh, changed my life. Man. However, yeah. it sounds like that was a wiping issue, not a coffee issue. You have no fucking idea <laughs> yeah, how. Uh, you have no idea how good it felt me felt for me to hear that little envy in your voice where you're like you have a bidet I'm like yeah <laughs> motherfucker my asshole is super clean never right now used a bidet. i don't even Woo. think i've ever seen a bidet in Dog, person you should I'm get a wipes one guy i'm a wipes guy <laughs> no wipes ruin your toilet i'm telling you spend a hundred something why, dollars that's why you pay rent is get so to that warm you're water. ruining somebody else's toilet get to warm water yeah and s- to see how uh the future is i mean it's crazy that we don't do this you mean just because you feel that much cleaner and it's so pleasant squirting the water up your asshole? You I mean if I can't poop, I'll squirt a little water up my asshole, you know? It helps does it free it things up? It lubes it up. It sure does. Oh, wow. Feels really good. Feels like uh How much of a jet stream are you putting into your asshole that will actually loosen things up? I started on three, but then I maxed it all the way to eight. Yeah? If you could go higher pressure, would you? Oh, yeah. But you I tell get, you what. Like, you would power wash your asshole if the option existed. I power wash my asshole right now, and eight is no joke. I, I'm going to have to come over and try out this eight. Nope. No, you're not going to invite me? I thought we were friends. We are friends, but no one uses it but me and my girl. That's ridiculous. It, as a friend, you're not going to let me try out this bidet. You think... Fuck you're no. saying you got a wonderful piece of technology that's going to revolutionize Are you going to clean it life. after? Well, what do you mean by clean it? Spray a little bleach on it, wipe it off. I don't know. I don't want the splatter from your existence being on... You see, on but now this sounds gross. Why would I want a tool that results in splatter? I mean, it's on the inside of the toilet, but it's just like... But there's I don't still know. asshole splatter I, on I keep, it. I keep... You're swapping asshole splatter with your girlfriend. I mean, I keep it clean. There's no, like, brown spots. It's all it's all, it's all, all clean. So I, why are you assuming that my ass would have more splatter than yours? Just the thought of your ass getting fucking <laughs> hit with an eight ruins my fucking boner. <laughs> well, I didn't know that you had a boner for I my told asshole you, prior I told to the splatter you early, conversation. I told you earlier the envy gave me one. Okay. Well, now we're all over the place, so let's go back to what I was trying to talk about in terms of uh, Facebook and algorithms. I think that's how we somehow got kicked off onto this tangent with uh, asshole splatters. <laughs> Yosef, if you're out there, call us in. You can give us your feedback on the topic. Hello, it's me, Yosef. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was me, Joe. <laughs> I like how he turned him into a Mexican, but I'm into it. That might be a funner Yosef. Um, <laughs> so I, I was watching Fox News the other day. I turned it on, and there was this conservative congressman. It turns it on by accident from time to time. No, I don't. I turn. I, I try and check in with like uh, in the morning, like when I'm just walking around my apartment. Is background noise. I'll put on CNN for a little bit and Fox News for yeah, a little yeah. bit, just because I'm curious to hear what they're going into. CNN right. almost every day is Russia collusion. Trump's the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah. Russia collusion. He's a Russian agent. That's yep. it. If I go get to go in a coma for a year and wake up, 
it would be the same thing. A hundred percent. But like, I'm almost like curious to know, like, do they have anything else today or are they still just running with this? And then Fox News, I don't know. It's it's like the opposite end of nonsense. But I'm also just curious to hear what they're reporting on. Sure. So anyways, they had a guy on Fox News, uh, Republican congressman, and he's complaining that um, basically Facebook and Twitter have changed their algorithm. We're very successful conservative news outlets had good platforms and since the algorithms have been changed they've basically been entirely censored to the point that their websites are now null and void so first and foremost i guess do you think it's possible that facebook and twitter are in fact basically censoring content and steering people's opinions and working as a news editor would be one and two is is that something that we should even give a shit about i think it's joseph no that wasn't for you no oh, I'm kidding. okay <laughs> no no go no. ahead <laughs> all right I mean, it's possible. I Well, first of all, I'm always skeptical when I hear that. I, I feel like he just, you know, it, honestly, when I hear someone saying, oh, the algorithm's against me, I always feel like, oh, like, you know, they probably just didn't do well this week and they were looking for someone to blame. So right. that could be the case, but we should keep in mind that, you know, 90% of the people who work at this company or who work at these companies, you know, are on the left side of the spectrum and many of them think that like you know Donald Trump is a is a threat to the republic or a threat to their way of life right. I mean people are think, people uh, have it up to I'm not a Donald Trump fan but way. people think that people are so crazy about it now that I think there are like employees who would be willing to like even if they had someone so like, it could, be a I, I, like, could not be coming from. It could be like something that's not coming from the top. I think most likely thing is it's not coming from the top. Just, or random, but it's just random employees are just like flag things that are uh, not that are kind actually. of that are not good. And of course, if they see something, like maybe they'll flag things on both sides, but they're more likely to flag the right leaning stuff because they're like, well. You know, fuck the, these people. Just, yeah, exactly. Fuck these people. So they're more like CIA, rogue CIA agents selling cocaine to people in. Uh, in Harlem, you know, to make crack, right? They're like uh, people out on their own, got on their own benefits rather than a uh, Facebook CEO being like, hey, these are our agendas. Yes. It's make not sure like, this is taken It's not care like of. CEO sat, the CEO sat down and said, all right, listen, we need to control the thought of the population. So what we're going to do is we're going to change these algorithms. We know that most people get their news here. We're the new school CNN. CNN is not doing enough to convince people of bullshit. So we got to step in and do our part to have mind control on the it's entire more, population. It's more like yeah. me like, being like, hey, buddy, these fucking... Can you believe this Trump guy? We got to take care of this. Fuck right. it. Make sure this stuff doesn't get shared too much. So my yeah. thought was the scarier thing to me is government coming in and regulating what their algorithms are. Now, let's say that Facebook does, in fact, have an algorithm that's promoting liberal thought and censoring conservative thought. At the end of the day, they give away a free product that nobody needs in their private company. I'd rather that than government being like, OK, we need to know how this algorithm works and we need to make sure that this algorithm is fair. That to me is a much scarier proposition. I mean, that's that's not something that you could. It's so. I mean, this is something I talk about all the time. Like, it's so subjective that anyone who thinks they can adjudicate fair in this circumstance is just is lying to themselves. It, oh, so just, explain that because, in other words, there's yeah. no way to police an algorithm well enough to actually execute what these people are claim are going on. Yeah, yeah. It's so just, explain, it, like, in, keep it to two minutes because otherwise you'll lose us. But like, I, because you're the tech expert, that's not something I'm aware of. But in other words, you're at the forefront of this technology, and you're saying actually censoring conservative content is not that feasible. Um. Oh no. Well, so there are 
a couple issues here. One is, is censoring conservative content feasible? And two is, if I come in and I'm like, well, I'm going to be fair and I'm going to be the adjudicator, right. you know, then things are going to be good. So let's go with I the think, first one. Is it okay. possible? Let's say you're the guy at Facebook. Yeah. I mean, this is not that far from okay. your wheelhouse of technology, but you're the head of technology at Facebook and you decide, hey, I really want to change the media landscape here, and you don't phrase it like, hey, I'm going to censor conservative thought. You more say, hey, I want to make sure that there's no bullying and there's no extreme national, like, you, you, you frame yeah. it your own way so in your head you think you're doing something really good, but is there a way to kind of create that algorithm so that that content is being deleted and other forms of thought are being promoted? So, you can target a certain group of people pretty easily. I think you can, you know, if you wanted to write algorithms that target a certain group of people that look like people that I, I see that, that I flag as as bad and I want to I want to write an algorithm that finds people that are similar to that, that's fine. Like I don't know an example like let's suppose just people who are um, you know just outright um, you know just outright telling other people to like die in a fire. Right. right, like I like as, as when like some juggalos. split the app. Yeah, yeah. So, juggalos. What are uh, they called? You know what they're fucking called. <laughs> oh my god, I have no idea what this is. This is yeah, getting yeah. more and more strange all the time. <laughs> so, yes, you can do that. But oftentimes, what we see happen is people go around this stuff. Um, they they find like kind of sneaky ways to. It, it's a um, so we call like a uh, an adversarial system, but. It's that's at least a um, that's at least a a fight that you can you can fight you can be in the game you can you can at least try to stomp down on like the Twitter content can try that to you're stomp not looking for. That they All right, like. what was the but, second but, but you won't, question? Won't do it I perfectly. <laughs> oh, if I'm going to come in, I'm going to be like I am going to be the adjudicator <laughs> of fairness. Of, of fairness. It's a ridiculous because concept. I'm really good and uh, I know what's fair and what's not fair. Uh, and I think people just think, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm a good person. I'm going to know what's fair and what's not fair. Like, I'm what go does that even mean? Who the and fuck then, are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's totally going to be subverted. And uh, I, I think and I think that's the way a lot of these companies think. And I, I think that they are, um, I think, like, one of the things I heard Mark Zuckerberg say when he was on his, um, you know, uh, in the testimony before Congress, like, oh, we're going to solve this bullying problem with machine learning in five to ten years. I'm like five to ten years like we already have pretty good natural language processing and you he looks know, like a machine that's learned a, too much like five to ten years <laughs> it's just like five to ten years like they'll be, that's like several elections away they're not going to bother him you know and uh so i i just i think if we return to that it's just they're, they're never going to be able to to fix it the way they think they're going to fix it right i think you'd have a small group of people um that are respectful towards each other. When you invite the whole world in, I mean, we're still figuring this out. It's crazy. There's a, there's people who think totally differently from you, and we still know how to deal with them. Right. So my, my other thought with the Facebook thing is, so you have an interesting thing going on here where if you look at the tech world, the tech world does lean left. So to complain sure. that the products that they're putting out reflect their worldview 
that is like, that's so government where you're like, hey, I got to control and police these people's thought. Whereas my approach as a salesperson or as a person who's a fan of just the concept of liberty, it's like, well, then you didn't sell these people. If all, like, in other words, I would understand the complaint where you're like, okay, the liberals are in cahoots with Facebook. They're giving them X benefits as a bribe. And as a result, this is like the deep state at work. It's like the CIA is in cahoots with Facebook. And so they're mending their algorithm. But I don't think anyone's really claiming that. I think what they're saying is that since so many of these people have a opposing view to us, they're using the technology that they built to basically combat our power and influence. Now, I'm not saying I'm a fan of that. I'm not saying that's good, but it's also the same as like if you're a Hollywood executive and you happen to put out something that is, you know, threatens the conservative point of view. Well, you did. You know what I mean? It's your movie. You're making the movie. You have that opinion. So in some way, these people are losing the like the thought game that they're not convincing these people to their viewpoints and that they're putting out products that are contrary to it. So like to kind of go a little bit wider and then we can move on. Um, like I was thinking the same thing. It's like somehow conservatives are winning Congress through gerrymandering. I don't understand enough of that. I don't understand how they managed to win that game while the Democrats aren't winning that game. And then like some, and then in some ways you get the Democrats, they win like the lobbying game in terms of that they've won like the unions. So it's like if now the liberals are winning the game of that the tech companies are on that side, on that side, it, it's like, all right, so you're whining about the fact that you're losing an aspect of the game. Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, look, you know, uh, let's talk about like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Facebook CEO, you might like him, you might not like him, but he's been saying since the beginning that his number one goal was to connect people. Which is bullshit. That is bullshit. That is a fucking sales thing. Yes. He wants to connect people so he can steal all their information and do the creepy shit that you're yes. doing of understanding so, people so he can sell things to them and just understand human behavior so he can manipulate all of our minds. But right, go ahead. You right. can continue from and then, there. And then he's going to build this big company. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and then they're going to sell ads. And then they're going to connect more people. And then they're going to get you addicted and all that. But I just... I feel like the bias in their algorithm is just from who they are, not a conscious thing. Right. That's just my guess. But that, um, by the way, oh, and this was something that we were going to talk about the last time. But to me, that's yeah. that's the, the the like that's the shitty side of the internet right now. And I don't think it's going to be this way forever because I think you're like. Um, well, I remember as a kid, if you were looking for a product, let's just say you were looking for like a graphic tee. You would come across basically your version of a mom and pop store, like in the first ten pages of Google. That would happen. What happens now is basically any item that you're looking for, like if you're looking for food, you want to deliver to your house, you're basically going on to Grubhub Seamless, right? What's yeah. going on with that is they basically take 30%, uh, like they're the online version of the mall. They're charging rent to your place that you could just call up their website, but since everyone goes to their website, they just get 30% of almost probably every online food transaction in New York City or maybe 90% of it. The same thing exists now like um, with companies like Basically, if you're looking for like a contractor, you end up like on a thumbtack or like a home advisor. They're a tech company, and now they take a percentage of every single transaction that happens in that market. Hey, pimping ain't easy. Well, yes, exactly. Or Amazon, essentially, almost everything I buy is from Amazon. It's some independent yeah. seller, but Amazon's taking its cut. And that's kind of the interesting side of the, or, or like, that's where, I, I, it's not monopoly. I'm not saying government should come in and like break these things up, but there's an interesting side, like um, marketing cost and scale thing, where basically if you're on the front page of Google, you're a lucrative business. And if you're not, you're not a business. And so you basically have to pay those people that are on the front page of Google to like be fed into whatever their model is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can, you know, advertising is pretty 
like y- you can do that. Like that's not a problem. Um, I I did want to make one more point about like I think there should totally be tons of alternatives to Facebook and Twitter, but it is hard to do, and I think people are going to keep trying and trying to do you mean it to create the new social get, platform. Oh yeah, yeah. I think people. But should, who gives should do a shit? Time. Do you use but, like I only use those things because you kind of need them for comedy. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't use Facebook them. Deleted before I started comedy. Like, and I don't even I don't even use them well. Like, but I have them because people, like I know that I have to have them, and I'm terrible with but them. But people with no life. Life, they love need it. it. They love yeah. it. They need it. They post guess, things like they're like, "Hey, having a really rough day. Uh, could use some help." Ugh. They get four I, I, likes. I guess. Ugh. We should go over to those people's homes yeah. and beat them up. I guess mm. the point point I was making is, so I was like trying to promote my podcast, and I was like going on all these different right. sites and see who's there. And like on one site, it was like, "Okay, this is a free speech site. Anyone can say whatever they want," you know. So I I was like, "Okay, great. I'll post my thing on like uh, uh, Ethereum there." And, um, you know, it was Gab.ai. Turns out, it's just full of Nazis. Really? That's all what, Nazis. That's yeah. Just all Nazis. Uh, they were like, this fucking Jew motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Well, I don't know if he knew it was Jewish. There was a guy who came on. He, he, he started tell, being like, did you know that like, cryptocurrency is a Jewish conspiracy? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought you were upset at the Federal Reserve. Now we have a uh, cryptocurrency. Well, and like, now that's the Jewish it. conspiracy. Like, They're both can, behind it. Uh, the Jews are behind everything. No matter what related. they do, he's not going to be happy. Nazis yeah. love <laughs> free I say, speech. I do enjoy, I, I, to the limited extent that I have people that interact with me, I really enjoy the fan interaction on social media. But it could fan be interaction, I call it. Fan interaction? Yep. All right, I prefer that. I, I really enjoy the fanter action there. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Right. We got one more within um, tech. Oh, I and didn't then mean to kill the whole Twitter love fest. What do you mean? Ah, it seemed like you were about to go into the fanter action, and nah, then you're like, nah, yeah, nah, fanter nah. action. Nah, nah, nah. Ah. It'll be fun. Those people know that I like them. Okay, <laughs> so one of the things that I wanted to discuss with you is, um, firstly, I went on a I went on a date last last evening. You guys both have girlfriends, right? Yes. Yeah. You met your girlfriend in person at the at the uh, where you work at the creek, right? Yeah, but I was killing it on Tinder before. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're gonna get into that in a second. Yeah, awesome. It's so easy to get laid. Ooh, I, I'll take your tips because I'm so bad at it. What about you? Yeah. Where do you meet on- your lady? Online dating. Uh, yeah. uh, which website? Uh, J Swipe. J Swipe. Okay. <laughs> you know, someone. <laughs> I gotta get on J Swipe because someone was telling me it's like you're missing out on home field advantage. Like, why? Yeah, why are you fucking around with these other apps, especially? Like, I was on. I was on yeah. Tinder too, and OkCupid. Did you do well, OkCupid? Is like a little too old school. Did you do well yeah, with yeah, Tinder I, at all? Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Um, it's hard to do bad okay. in the city. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you, bro. I don't know. I do terribly, so I'm doing something gotta, really wrong. Because you relax. guys are like on the polar opposite of like what you might be able to attract, and you both did well on it. Like, you just have to have a lot of. You have to sit there for a while and swipe right on a lot of. Uh, You're saying places. it's just it's just a numbers game. I yeah for Tinder yes and for OkCupid OkCupid is really difficult because OkCupid and the, the, again this old school this would have been many years I mean still there but. It's like you gotta send a lot of messages to before you got a response. Okay, so in a second, in a second, I'd like to grind into I guess where you found your success with it. But first is I went on a date the other evening. I I learned for myself, like I need to be the equivalent of like second mic on a date. And what I mean by that is like I like a chatterbox who just talks and I can kind of make fun of her and then like she'll <laughs> laugh at me making fun of her. Whereas like if they take an interest in me and ask me questions, I shut down. I say shit that like just makes me come off like a serial killer. Like I can't be I need to be second mic. I need to be running color commentary on a date. I can't be I can't be hosting the date. Like I can host a podcast. I'm pretty good at that. I cannot does that make sense at all, Joseph Roberts? A little bit. I think uh the problem is like uh, you know when you first start doing comedy, you're like, oh, this is how I do it, this is it, 
and then like and you're just wrong about it. You just come oh, up with like false concepts. It, the more you realize, oh, I just gotta be myself, I'll right? Just relax, and it sounds so cliche, but you gotta just relax and try to just talk to a talk to a woman like you're not trying to fuck her. I guess you know, just try to talk to her right. as a person. You know what I mean? I don't even know what that means. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> I actually I take that mentality when I go out on a date. I I assume firstly I assume I'm not getting laid because the numbers well, see, are that's not, in that that's not thing. Good. That's no, but I also like I'm like hey I'm gonna go out I'm gonna have a pleasant time. So I wouldn't say I one, come off like hey I'm thing, just trying to bang you kind of thing. One thing uh, I'm gonna say open micers not because of you but just because yeah. of the people that I talked about this stuff. One thing open micers forget about is uh, women want to get laid too. And in this city, you know I have to fucking. Beat women off Here, with a mic. stick. Really? You find just walking around, women are all over you. I mean, not your jerseys, all over me. your high shorts. Yeah, I mean, your not, wavy hair. They're not like hitting me in their in the face with their titties, but just they're so relieved to just talk to a normal person. It's it's great because I wouldn't categorize you that way, which maybe is a function of my not normalness. <laughs> I think so. I'm uh, that could be. I'm, I could be eccentric, but. Uh, would you, in your in your own self perception, would you labor yourself as more or less normal than me? I mean, I'm not Jewish, so that helps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I feel like I'm being painted into a corner. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to answer that. Were you all, were you single? Were you also beating off women with a stick? Am I the one person who no. is not having that experience in New York City? No, okay, no, no, I guess I guess no. it, it's well, proof of was, his concept that we're just Jews and that's what's going single, wrong for us. Yeah. When I was single, I was just on uh, Tinder, and. Uh, that was it, you know. And I would talk to people in person. You what know? was your Tinder game? Uh, I would, yeah, I would just have pictures of me uh, on stage, and uh, a, you know, a couple not. That's and, good on uh, stage, huh? That's good. The picture on stage. Yeah, yeah. You should. Uh, you. I bet you so, used uh, your view. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That roof can get you laid. No question about it. Are you kidding me? You get like a good villainous pose up against like that bar on the rooftop with like holding a martini. Yeah. Oh, that's the, you're, I'd come over and sleep with you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. You, take, you could take a picture up there for your profile. Oh, and per, right. And pretend like it's, yeah, you know what? That's like, and then if someone, like, I'll take, I'll take a photo after this. You know, what's great. What's and then that? like, anytime you're out, you bring it to, you're like, wait, I thought, what about that picture? You're like, oh, I invested in some like new, really lucrative businesses. So I had to downsize where I'm living. <laughs> you pull that move. All right, Joseph Roberts. So tell me, walk me through your process, like on Tinder, opening lines, who you were interacting with, like. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't really have like opening lines. I would kind of like just base what I said off of uh, like the person's profile. I might just be like, "Hey, what? How's it going?" or whatever. Um, I would just try to like meet up in the first day or well, the first uh, day and a half. Of in of like matching with them. Yeah. But you you match, a, you talk, and you meet up that day. I would try to I would try to do. No, like I get a day that. You capture the excitement of it. Mm. Yeah. Like women women do. I think like kind of like to be swept off their feet or like that's, a captain. Like like the momentum of it. I don't think I've ever matched with someone where we both had time. That's that day. day. Well, you know, you're <laughs> in a different real job. Yeah. yeah, you're in a different bracket than I am. <laughs> you know, like I'm a I got a lot more free time. Yeah. But uh, you know, especially in New York City, that stuff's a lot easier because if like oh I'm ha I'm hanging out in here. You know, was there anything you'd want to, like, do? Catch lunch or fucking something early? That way they don't feel like you're trying to fuck them. And, uh, oh, you know... something early card is interesting. Yeah, like, the daylight makes it safe. Yeah. Kind of, you know? And, uh... That way you get to see them also, like, in the daylight. So you can see, like, you know, you don't... You don't get their best. You get their best pictures on Tinder in the right. daylight. You can see them how they look. I will say this about life. online dating. I always find like uh, I, I, the people I match with. You go when you go out with them in your head. 
you always want to assume that they're going to look like their best picture, and they always look a little bit worse than their worst picture. Which is fine. So do you, you know? I, I, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> well, maybe you should fucking put better pictures better up program, there. That's funny. You're it's saying, better to be disappointed. You're saying I'm not, I'm not, if, you're, if they're not disappointed by who shows up, yeah, then they're you, not disappointed you're by not your telling pictures. yourself you're not, well enough. You ain't doing it right, man. Because, that's fair. You know. You know what you look like, motherfucker. Yeah, so basically, I, I gotta put I gotta put my head on somebody else's body with someone else's hairline. No, I mean, don't no, 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 no. It's, it's just, I, the, just the eyes and the nose. And yeah, the yeah. Mouth, if I just get my nose mouth and, and paste on. And, yeah, yeah. And I gotta close. I gotta size down the nose a little bit. If I could do all that, you know, they, they might think they're going out with like Tom Cruise's uglier brother or something. Yeah, don't go crazy on Photoshop. I'm just saying, get some good pictures up. You know, use like a headshot or something. Right. Uh, wait. What was I about to? Oh. I don't remember. Oh, okay. So here's my first thought with the first and easiest fix to me when it comes to the dating app is I see so many pictures of people that are like, listen, I don't think I'm really going to match with him. If I did match with him, I don't think I'm going to connect with him. You have people. And I would say most of them, I would say are above what I would say is what I could realistically pull. I wish that the machine learning algorithm would just recognize like, okay, you're basically like a give six a, and a half. Give this motherfucker some sixes. I'm going to show you other six and a halves. <laughs> and that way you would, it would literally just be more efficient. And then you're not like disappointed because, you know. It's not just that you're not disappointed. You literally, you, you walk into and you're like, okay, I've learned something about myself. It's called in your league. In your league. Yes. That's it. It's because it's like the same thing as when you walk onto like a car lot and the guy goes, what's your budget? And you go $10,000 and he goes, all right, you can have one of these three cars. Now, if you're looking at the whole lot and you think the whole lot's available, you know what I mean? Like you'll be upset with these three cars. But if someone says these are three cars that are available to you, you I, can start wrapping your head around it. You I can have a little acceptance. Think, think about it this way, right? Yeah. We, we all have different, we all find different people attractive, right? Right. So, but there's no way to you know the algorithm no, no. by who you're. You know you the wanna, algorithm you would find, be racist. We want to find the, the one <laughs> yes, person. You know it would be racist. The one person who is like a nine to you, yes. but a six and a half to the rest of the population. Yes, a hundred percent. Find that one person. Find the weird like. If we could have an AI that does that, yes, people would people would pay for that. And to make it because it just makes it more efficient. Like I know, for example, I like really high energy people like I think the people that I'm attracted to are literally annoying to other dudes like because like I said I like to be second mic I like to actually just kind of be you quiet you should get a and black like, chick maybe I, I got you no know? problem with that I also kind of like her, let, her, let her boss you around take me out to eat Rob <laughs> I also like like kind of skinny and tiny like also like even shorter I don't like I'm not bothered by so it's like if you were like narrow down the specifics of what I like like I think what is a 10 to me is not like all that lucrative to somebody else which is exactly where if you could plug that into a machine learning software I mean you could really generate human happiness you're just connecting people yeah it is yeah. messed up on Tinder you can't be like boobs face right you know? like let everybody kind of put their own firstly is I think first well, level Tinder is doesn't allow you to say why you're swiping left you know, Ooh. you mean to allow it to learn? Yeah. Like in other words, it should it should like dictate for the first month. You, anytime you swipe, you have to give the machine a reason, so right. that way it can kind of learn your interest and like start giving you picks like that are TiVo. better suited for you. Right, right, right. That's that like that. That's already a smart fix. Bloop. Now, here's the other option I would love to see, which is basically like just. Because uh, you got two kinds of uh, like things that I'm looking for. Sometimes I guess you'd like to maybe find love or whatever that means. That's not really uh -huh. what I'm looking for in life. But maybe you're looking for like a girlfriend. And then other times you just want to find someone late at night that you can do drugs with and possibly have sex with. 
that should be enough. Like that should be a dating app. Just the like doing is drugs. Is that in your right? Tinder profile? What? Is like you should put that exact just, thing. Just hey, in your I'm profile. just looking for someone who wants to do drugs late no, at night. Like, sure, I'm looking for a girlfriend, but sometimes you're just looking for someone to hang out with, do drugs, and have sex with. That's that's like the thing, should be on a T-shirt. The thing that I would be like concerned about <laughs> yeah. is. It's like okay, legal, you're looking for a yeah. girlfriend, but you're also looking for like someone to no, but I hang think, out with the LA. Yeah. But you don't want that on your profile because then your potential girlfriend comes and sees it, they might be turned off. Right. So So I think that it should be like a click in option on like the given night. Like sometimes you're mm. just being compulsive. You're not looking for anything other than you realize at a long work week, it's eleven o'clock at night. I would love to have someone else who I was doing drugs with and possibly having sex with. And I feel like that should be an option where you can click on and then you can see the other people who clicked on for that. And then maybe like the way it could sort itself out. I got a couple thoughts here. One is like. So you want straight grinder. Yes, grind, grinder for, want, for. I want. What's the location? All right, this guy is in four. But it's got to be drug based. Without the drugs, forget it. I got no interest in casual sex if we're not throwing in the drug <laughs> qualifier. I'm not that comfortable with a human being. <laughs> like, like I've had that where like I I I've, I've met chicks like out in the wild. Like you're interested. You're like, hey, let's grab a drink sometime. Like I don't drink. You're like, all right, well then that's not gonna work. <laughs> oh. You don't agree Poor with me Robbie. on that? I don't know how to close it if we're not drinking. I haven't drinking. Oh right. Like over a year. Yeah, you pretend like you're sober. You do acid Sounds every week. I'm not it's sober. Like I just don't drink easy, alcohol. Like less expensive. You're not, uh, you know. Yeah, fuck sober girls. It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you do with them? You take them out for muffins? Go on a walk. That's go it? To, go to Bar Bacon. Fucking eat a bunch of different types of bacon. Is that fuck, an actual bar? Yeah, I fucked a girl out from Bar Bacon once. You mean who worked there? No, or? I brought her there. She was like, I love bacon. That's all she had. I was like, let's, I googled bacon, like restaurant. Bar okay. bacon came up, and I'm like, hey, you want to go here? Took her there. I fucked her. <laughs> nice. At the place? Nah. At my home. Oh, okay. Central Park? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I fucked her in Central Park, <laughs> where I live. <laughs> classic. We shared a sleeping bag. It was classic. <laughs> uh, okay. So, last topic I wanted to bring up is, um, I think I've read, and you guys can like refute this if you want, but I think a lot of human happiness is actually tied into um, basically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Give me a second. Oh, my God. Fuck the N-word? What? Yes. Not being, no. What are you talking about, Joseph? Roberts? I don't know. That, You're looking for terrible. a word. It's hard to find. You want to throw out other, other, other words that might, that, like, we can mad lib this. I think a lot of human happiness is dependent on, go ahead. Uh, erections. Erections. I do I think know. that that plays in. No, I think status. I think, honestly, it's like when I play Monopoly and I'm losing, it sucks. Yeah, if I you don't like my status on Facebook, I'll be so pissed. <laughs> I think life is the exact same way, where it's like when you're winning, it's fun, and when you're losing, it sucks. And I think human beings, we do compare ourselves. And, like, if you're the wealthiest guy in a poor area, there's a good chance that you're actually happier than, like, the least rich dude in a rich, like, on a rich block. I actually think human beings... Like, I'm not saying that that's a good thing, a positive or negative, but if you tap into our more monkey side, I do think a lot of human happiness is dependent on status. Do you guys refute that, or do you think that's mostly accurate? Well, maybe that's why you're having such trouble finding a girlfriend, Robbie. You mean because you think I'm obsessed with status, and since I don't have it, it's getting in my way? Well, when is it enough? You know, your constant strive for status 
when's it going to end? So I, I mean, actually, you have a great apartment. You know, you have nice things. So that's interesting. No, it's interesting. You got to. I'm not wealth and status obsessed. Where where I do feel slightly status obsessed is that I wish I was higher status within comedy community because within that niche place, I wished I was. I wish I was funnier, and I wish more people like acknowledge, hey, this guy's funny. That's where status is important to me. Status in terms of wealth and other shit, that's not important to me. So like, I, I but I do think human happiness. So in that regard, that I like take the comedy community as my community and like so yes within that i am somewhat status obsessed outside mm. of that in general soci- societal terms of what people see as like status I, I don't need to be a billionaire i've never cared about that that's not what i'm looking for but like within the segment of what i found important yeah i i i'd be lying to you if i said i wasn't obsessed is you the wrong be word recognized for what you're doing not you know anything yeah. else is just you know, who, what you happen to fall into. You're doing comedy all the time. Right. So you want to be recognized for that. I get that. That makes total sense to me. Right. But uh, would you agree with the general idea that in some regards, happiness is tied into status? I'm not saying with I mean, us, even though like, but I just, I think scientifically that's like a I thing. I think it could be learned. You can, you can learn you can how to. You yourself out of it. But yes. I think okay, but now uh, people but now are if just. You, I think it's a cultural if you thing. Learn, if you train yourself out of that, does that then mean, though, like, for example, this? I don't. I'm, but now I, that I'm thinking about it. Like, here, here's another. Like, yeah. I, I, it's you, a, like when you say, like, it, it's comedy, not money, or something else. Like, I'm sure people who say, I'm not obsessed about status, you, you dig deeper and, like, they're obsessed about something. Uh oh, sorry. And it's probably status related. Still like, working? It, it might be to be the best at Warcraft because yeah. you've made that your community. Right, and now right. maybe you don't feel that happy because you understand hey I'm in this weird market of where I'm the best of this thing oh that'd be crushing what being like I am the best at Warcraft and then having the sudden realization that it means nothing <laughs> like on that note I think people are people yeah. like games like whatever is meaningful to them right <laughs> but they want to win and yeah, it's yeah. not fun to play a game that you keep losing it like even Warcraft if every time you signed on you lost because you were terrible at it, you'd probably move on to something else Hmm. Losing is not fun. I think we can all uh, at least agree with that. And I think similar to what I was saying with status, like I think even if you kind of evolve your brain to convince yourself that you don't care about status, in some ways it's one of those things where you're pretending you don't care, but like if you're really being honest with yourself, you probably do care. I think it's the cultural. I think it's our culture. They said the happiest people are these fucking aborigines that like ain't never... Like sent a text before. So what I'm saying is that within that Aborigines colony, I bet the people who are low status are actually unhappy. I don't know, man. They they kind of just like fuck and eat. No, but there's some people who are fucking and eating more because they've climbed the ranks within their little you know Aborigines like. So, anyways, what I'm trying to get at is, to me, the more fractured society is the more opportunities there are for people to be high status. <laughs> so, for for example, if you're one of these people who advocates, like, hey, how come everyone isn't a part of my group, which I see the most from, like, the far left, like, how come everybody isn't um, into tolerance and equality and to gay rights and to whatever it is, but they're the people who are kind of, like, trying to really shame everybody into their group. Like, how come you don't agree with what I agree with? How come you're not in my group? And what I'm actually saying is that the more fractured people are and the more segmented they are, the more opportunities exist for being people being high status, it's actually a recipe for more human happiness. Which is a weird way to look at it, but I actually think I'm right on this one. Yeah, until we have civil war. No, I'm not advocating for war. I'm just, I, I'm more advocating for, uh, I, we'll go <laughs> part of, for, war. <laughs> for liberty no. and freedom, for people to be left alone and congregate however they want. This just is Robbie advocating yeah. war. You want to be winning at the game. 
increase the number of games that you're playing. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the way. It, keep going. That's the way. I, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Then so you can you, have more winners. You have lots of you, you have lots of hierarchies. You just say, um, you know, and so that way you, you pick twenty hierarchies, and you're like, oh, this one I'm I'm climbing in. This one I'm doing well in, so th this must be the one that matters. Right, you know, exactly. And like, in other words, go be a racist, but you could be the best racist and live happily. <laughs> I don't know if I like where this is going. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I just turned it into a joke, but I, what, yeah. what I more mean is this concept of like, basically saying, how come everyone doesn't agree with me? How come everyone doesn't hold my values and come into my group and try and shame people into your group? You're actually promoting. The larger your group comes, the more people are, that are going to be low status and miserable. And the more fragmented or like individual based we are, the more we allow people to congregate in whichever ways they want. Like imagine, put it this way, being president is kind of a thrill. Like not that I'm saying Trump's a happy guy. I don't know Trump. I don't know. Like he seems like a miserable fuck. I don't know. Does he? But, I don't know. Does he? He seems pretty fucking happy. <laughs> I can't tell you, but being president, I think there's a lot of people chasing that. Now, imagine there wasn't one president. Every state was like its own country. Then you'd have 52 people who got to experience that thrill. The more fragmented it is, the more winners you like you allow for, which is why I say, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. It was just a thought I had last night while I was cutting my pubes, to be honest. <laughs> how so long, how long are you have 52 presidents. What? Have 52 presidents. That's the... Uh <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's our episode. We got uh, a little headier this week taken. than usual. Yeah. Joseph Roberts, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, oh, I got to get my sandwich suggestion. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah, fine. So, Joseph Roberts, every Monday at the Creek in the Cave, hilarious. Do you usually host it or do you do a spot? I've been hosting that, bitch. It's got to have that Joseph Roberts feel, you know? And also, my bong rips the book on Twitter, Instagram, Vemo. You were, uh, you were, when I watched you host, I've seen you both roast people, which is hilarious. And I've also seen you do act outs on other people's acts, which is hilarious. So, <laughs> Joseph Roberts, great host. Go check him out. Creek in the Cave every, you said Monday at 10 p.m.? Monday at 10. Mondays where, at 10. Where is it? Uh, Long Island City, right off the 7 train. First oh, stop great. in Queens. Okay, you get it from the G from here. Right from the G. No big deal. Yeah. And then uh, you were going to tell us uh, a sandwich recommendation. Well, you were talking about uh, sandwiches in your yeah, previous we're, episode. Yeah, we're, we're pretty so. obsessed with sandwiches. Well, look, I mean, I spent three years of my life trying to build the perfect algorithm to get the best of a thing in every place. So, so you would know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I looked up what the best sandwich place is in Brooklyn a few months ago. And it's called Court Street Grocers. It's okay. in Gowanus. Uh, Court Street, this obviously. This is Best Sandwich in New York? In Brooklyn. Best Sandwich in Brooklyn. Yeah, it could be New York. I don't know. All right, what are the qualifications? Five. What makes this the what best sandwich? Again? Oh, so I went there to see what, what was uh, Court Street Grocers. I went there to see what all the fuss was about, and it was pretty awesome. They have, like, first of all, their menu is, like, these little strips, and each strip has... A, like a description of the sandwich like written on cardboard paper but in like pastels and like all the things that are on it and they have like 50 different options and you get one and each one is like really well calibrated in terms of the taste that go into it and uh, the bread was really good I was blown out but it's a 9.5 so that's a that's a good sandwich place all right I had the roast beef with the um, with the you should put something spicy with the roast beef I like was, a good horseradish. Yes, I think it was the horseradish. Yeah, that's what it was. Do you say, the, "Oh, you're not, you're not a horseradish guy"? No, I actually I really like horseradish, like a good horseradish sauce, and it's rare. If I, by the way, if I go to some place and they have like horseradish on the menu or something, I'm like, "All right, I respect what you're doing. I got to try that." Mm. That's what I'm ordering. Mm. Yeah, 
All right, dudes, that's our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Max, plug your podcast again. It's called The Local Maximum. I put one out every uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. See, he's actually consistent because he wants to grow his audience. Good move. And uh, Joseph it's not Roberts. Where I, I'm here. I'm here. I'm getting on other podcasts. Is the only way to grow that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph Roberts every Monday at the Creek. Thanks so much. Have a good night, everybody. Right, Bong gives the buck. All right, good episode. See you. Thank oh, you. That was a lot of fun. That was. That was like exhilarating. I love that.